Welcome to Southern Skates, a podcast about hockey in the South. And now, here's your host, KJ Lemoyne. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Southern Skates, a podcast about hockey in the South. I'm KJ Lemoyne, and last week, I brought along a special guest to talk about the many criticisms hockey teams in Southern markets face on the professional level. This week, I'm going to talk about a Southern hub that has had it hard with professional hockey. Of course, the city that I'm talking about is Atlanta, Georgia, the city where I just so happen to come from. To many, Atlanta is considered the hub of the South, with the metro area being among the largest in the United States. However, professional hockey striking out there casts a very dark shadow on the whole southern region. But let me tell you, as a fan of one of those teams Atlanta has called home, location is not the sole factor that has determined the fate of those teams. Just a little heads up, I do not have a special guest along with me today, so it's going to be a lot of talking. So I apologize for that in advance. But anyway, let's get into it. Starting our tragic trip in time, we have the National Hockey League's Atlanta Flames, who called the city home from 1972 to 1980. They were founded to counter the upstart World Hockey Association, who were taking talent and markets away from the NHL. The league responded by adding teams in Long Island, New York, and Atlanta to prevent their new rivals from taking advantage of newly opened arenas down there. Around that time, professional hockey, at least at the NHL level, was very foreign to people in the South. Nobody believed it could exist, but in a hasty effort, the NHL made its first steps into the Deep South. The team played at the old Omni Coliseum during their eight seasons in Atlanta and did all right considering they made the playoffs six times in that span. They were never top tier, Stanley Cup contending good, but they were good enough to be a watchable product. The team, however, could never make it out of the first round of the playoffs, and that stagnation caused fans to turn away from the team to the point where declining attendance caused financial problems for the Flames. Attendance at Flames games went from just over an average of 14,000 per game in 1972 to just over 10,000 in 1980 when owner Tom Cousins sold the team to Canadian businessman Nelson Scalpania, who moved them to Calgary, where they play today. Yeah, not even signing goaltender Jim Craig for the Miracle on Ice team to an initial contract could save them. That was strike one. In 1992, the International Hockey League's Atlanta Knights were added as a top farm affiliate of the Tampa Lightning. And although they were a minor league hockey team, they did very, very well in their four years in Atlanta. They even won the league championship in 1994, which was their second season. The Knights also made hockey history as well. Head coach John Paris Jr. was the first ever black head professional hockey coach. And goaltender Menon Rayum, or at least I think that's how you pronounce it, Menon Rayum, was the first woman to ever play professional hockey in North America. And did you know that the brother of Ford Brent Gretzky is the NHL's greatest scorer of all time? In fact, there was even a tradition where fans could shout night during the national anthem at the encouragement of anthem singer Rick Morgan. So it seemed like the Knights were hit in Atlanta. Then what happened? Well, their home arena was going to be getting blown up to make way for a new arena for the next NHL team to make Atlanta home. So the Knights were moved up to Quebec City, where they were even less successful and lasted only two years before folding up entirely. And finally, we have come to the Atlanta team whose loss pains me the most, the Atlanta Thrashers. The Thrashers came to the NHL in 1999, and around that time, the NHL made inroads into non-traditional, or in this case, southern, markets. So NHL hockey in Atlanta was seen as more viable than it was back in the era of the Flames. Besides, the teams in Miami and Dallas played in the championship years during the decade. How the Thrashers fare? 
Well, they fared the worst of them all. The Flames, at least, were competitive during their time in the NHL. The Thrashers, they were hardly competitive. They had a couple of good years, including one very brief playoff run in 2007, where they were swept by the New York Rangers, but that was it. They had built a solid team through the draft in guys like Ilya Kovalchuk, Kari Lennon, Danny Healy, who brought other players during the good seasons such as Marian Hossa, Slava Kozlov, and Bobby Holik. They just never could get over the hump. Ultimately, attendance declined and the team was sold to True North Sports Entertainment in 2011. It may not have been entirely the fault of the player's performance, though, as the Thrasher's ownership group, Atlanta Spirit, was a mess itself. From what's been written about the team's demise, it seems that Atlanta Spirit prioritized their other team, the NBA's Atlanta Hawks, over the Thrasher's much to the annoyance of loyal Atlanta Thrasher fans. The ownership's negligence in combination with the 2008 economic downturn spelled the end for the local team, which was sold to Drew North in 2011 and moved to Winnipeg. So what's some of the demise of all three of these teams? The Flames fell apart due to financial problems, due to decreasing attendance, due to on-ice stagnation. Around that time, hockey in the Sun Belt was very unconventional. The Knights had to move away to make way for the Thrashers, who fell apart due to allegedly neglectful ownership. None of this had hardly anything to do with location. Okay, maybe the Flames a little bit. What I'm trying to say here, and this will be emphasized later on in the podcast, is that there are a lot of items that determine a franchise's success. Particularly, the Thrashers had a good following, but again, it was poor ownership that would turn them loose. My only regret is not going to more games as a fan of this team. As for Atlanta, there's still hockey in the area. If you're willing to tolerate minor league suburban hockey, the Atlanta Gladiators are a solid team in the region. Not only that, they're affordable and family-friendly. If you're willing to take in that type of hockey, I would recommend checking them out. Now, given the past couple of failures in the NHL, do I believe a third NHL team could succeed in Atlanta? Yes, under the right circumstances. One of those is proper and dedicated ownership that will do all it can to make its team a profitable franchise. Well, thanks for listening. Tune in next week where we talk more about the history of the great game in Southern Markets. I'm KJ Lemoyne, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Southern Skates, a podcast about hockey in the South.